improving the cow herd for a more uniform, marketable product crew. Let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. A big thank you goes out to our partners, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Gelby Association, Imogene Ingredients and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Allied Genetic Resources and Allied Feeding Partners, Dakota Cowboy, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, and this fine radio station. Cattle Battle. Hey, crew, we are going to head right into a rather complex topic. It does not need to be complicated, but let's dive right into this. And we are talking about prescribed matings, maximizing the cow herd potential. Now, as profit margins become tighter and tighter, if we're going to survive in this cattle business, we need to make those cows as profitable as we can. We do the same things with our tillable ground, with our soybean acreage, right? With our sunflowers, with our corn crops. We try to maximize each and every acre. We try to maximize our inputs and our outputs. We need to apply this to the cattle business and all of these wonderful tools that we use for selecting bulls, it can be applied to our commercial females. And I'm speculating with this, but I can only assume that it will become more and more necessary to know the genetic profiles of our cows, plain and simple. It's complex, but it doesn't need to be complicated. Now, I get it. Some of you are going to say, I'm not going to do a genetic evaluation on each and every one of my commercial cows. I totally understand that. However, your seed stock providers and more of those seed stock providers are providing us with more and more genetic information. I've been talking about it for 10 years now. It's not a trend. It's to allow us to pick what is right for our cow herd, to create that uniformity. And, and I say that a lot, to create uniformity. Premiums are being offered for uniformity, and it will become more and more required to capture top dollars once we market our feeder cattle. Got it? Marty Rob with Allied Genetic Resources is back with us today, and we're going to take this step by step by step. Why? Because bull buying season, it is here. It's on our doorstep, and it's time to think about what we need to make changes. Marty, prescribed breeding, prescribed matings. Let's talk about this. What is it? Um, it's it really follows the you know follows what big trends in agriculture that involve precision farming. Precision farming is a, you know, something we talk about all the time in other parts of the business and agronomy, for sure, where we're trying to just do a better job, more precise, less slack in the system. And, and prescribed matings allow us to do that, whether it's on the seed stock or the commercial level, uh, to avoid what we call wasted matings, uh, matings that have a, a substantial probability of not being very successful, whether that's for calving ease or growth or or a maternal trace, whatever your whatever your goal is for that mating, but by specifically assigning bulls, prescribing bulls genomically uh, to cows that fit them, uh, both genomically and from a, a goal standpoint, a personal goal, uh, we can just do a, a better job genetically of taking the slack out of the system, uh, increasing the uniformity, and, 
and making to that progress much faster than we can with the kind of uh, you know, use this bull for a while, use that bull for a while. Suppose for whatever reason that is, it's usually for a good reason, but uh, the back and forth that you get, and, uh, and in some cases, bulls that really, really should not be used uh, on a particular cow, uh, no different than that particular soybean variety shouldn't be grown, you know, in, in your part of the country. No, that makes sense when you compare it to precision farming, but as always I do with you, let's play the devil's advocate. You mentioned genetic progress. That makes all the sense in the world if we're in the seed stock business, and that's what we're trying to do. But when we talk about on a commercial basis, sometimes those types of practices get a little harder to swallow. And the reason that I say that is I think that some guys feel that this is going to take a lot more work and effort into trying to put together a program to have said genetic progress and to avoid those wasted matings, as you say. So comment on that when a lot of people, you know, our calendars are full of everything that we got to get done. But when we're looking at it, and I think a lot of people feel that there is a lot of time and a lot of science from a commercial standpoint that needs to go in to have said genetic progress. Yeah, I think there's there's a couple ways you can look at that, and our our commercial our commercial uh, products that we offer have are far more designed for groups uh, than they are for individuals. On the seed stock side of things, you know, you're AIing or you're uh, purchasing a specific bull to do specific things and try to you know maximize your genetic progress. On the commercial side of things, we realize that most commercial cows are bred in groups, uh, and so you know we need to look at. Uh, what is the what's the genomic profile or genetic profile of this particular group of females, and with that in mind, which bull is going to complement that the best, or which bulls are going to complement that the best? And so we look at it more again, more from a allowing for the management practices that commercial herds use, and still get the value of of uh, precision, you know, kind of precision mating, just a little more. A little more uh, based on the aggregate. Uh, one of the other big things on the commercial side of things is that uh, re- reducing or avoiding inbreeding is huge. And uh, we really, before, we haven't had much of a tool uh, for reducing uh, the geno- genomic inbreeding or managing the genomic inbreeding in commercial herds more than to say, well, uh, we want to make sure we're going to buy bulls that appear to be different from a pedigree standpoint, um, even though they may genomically be more similar as uh, inbreeding at a commercial level just just costs money and just there's no reason in the world to have inbreeding in the commercial herd. So let me kind of back this whole truck up because now is the time of year where everybody's marketing bred females and I do the same thing. We go and and if you can buy, you know, a pot loader 30 from this breeder, you try to get them all the same. But when you said identifying a genetic profile, let's back that up. So it started at the beginning. How do I go about identifying that when I have a group of commercial females? And let's be honest, they're mixed matched. I might have had this group of 60 cows from this particular person, and then I bought another group of bred heifers. So how do I start that first step of identifying the genetic profile of my commercial cow herd? Sure. No, that's a, that's a great question. I think I think it starts with genotyping. Um, if you're going to take advantage of, of more and more uh, prescribed or precision kind of mating tools, you're going to have to genotype the cows. 
um, you know, because we, we really are in our, our business. We look at large effect genes and the combinations of those. And without the information on those, on those uh, specific genes, we can't do, we, we can't run the program to its, you know, to its maximum extent, um, including the inbreeding thing that I talked about, reducing that. If we know the genomic inbreeding, we can do that uh, just by using pedigree inbreeding. We don't, we don't get very far. Uh, but the whole idea is, it, I'll just back up and say, if you're not going to sort cows and you're not going to sort bulls and you're not going to, you know, maybe take uh, and try to put some genomic information together to purchase bulls, then just, you know, you need to keep doing it like you're doing it now. Uh, if you are willing to sort cows based on uh, recommendations for this this group of cows, these 50 cows are more alike and those 50 cows are more alike and therefore they fit with different bulls, whether it's bulls that you own yourself or bulls that you're getting ready to purchase. Um, if you're willing to do that, then uh, the precision mating actually gets you a pretty nice sort on those cows as we build a, a composite genotype of this particular group of females and say they are more similar. And these are more similar, and that's based on all the decisions that you've ever made. But uh, we can sort we can sort them into groups. And if, if you're interested in AI, AI in particular replacement commercial heifers, uh, we can do a tremendous job of assigning specific bulls. And uh, unlike unlike what you've been told, it won't be a single bull. Um, the, the old adage that, you know, these are all, we AI'd all these cows to the same bull so that we'd have the most uniform calf crop possible, that actually doesn't work. Um, in general, there'll be at least two bulls in order to genomically match females that are different. Um, because again, there's, if you breed them all the same bull, there's a really good chance that some of those females should not have been bred to that bull and should have been assigned to something else. And some of the, the problems that you have with uniformity are, are simply because we weren't, we weren't precise enough in the way that we bred the cows. As Marty mentioned, it does not need to be complex. It does not need to be complicated. Yeah, you can make it as complicated as you want. We're trying to simplify this because this is the information that is available. Marty, stick around just for a little bit. I want to dance more with this topic of wasted matings and prescribed matings we've been talking about. So hang with us. Everybody else, stay with us too. We've got more of the Ranch It Up radio show. It's coming back right after this. Before you head to the next rodeo, a concert, maybe a gathering on or off the ranch, we head to Medora Boot and Western Wear. Tigger and back here for Medora Boot and Western Wear, latest Western fashion in boots, jackets, and hats. From durable ranch wear to keeping the horses in sturdy tack, visit MedoraBoot.com to order. Or better yet, plan to visit Medora, North Dakota and shop Medora Boot and Western Wear. Again, go to MedoraBoot.com. You can follow on Facebook and tell them Tigger and Beck sent you. Before you purchase your next set of bulls or females, remember this. The seed stock business is about genetic improvement and customer service. Allied Genetic Resources understands this as well as anyone. Marty Ropp with Allied. That's our charges as seed stock producers is you know, people look at us and you've got to make genetics that work better for us. We see that charge. We understand that charge. And we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. Allied Genetic Resources, where the mission is commercial customer success, period. LivestockMarket.com. We hear from them each and every week, highlighting various sales and lots. But have you taken the time to cruise the site, look around and see what cattle are bringing? How about lower that sale expense and give Livestock Market a try? It's about the easiest way to market your stock and it puts your product on a worldwide view. LivestockMarket.com. It's simple 
and it works. Welcome back to the Ranch It Up radio show, the most information packed into a 30-minute program that you can find anywhere. This is your all-things ranching newscast, and so glad to be hanging out with y'all. Questions, comments, concerns, criticisms, rants, it doesn't matter. You can call or you can text 707-RANCH-20, that's 707-726-2420. You can email us, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. And of course, prowling around social media at Ranch It Up Show. Marty Ropp with Allied Genetic Resources. Thanks for staying with us and hanging out with us. So let's use this scenario. I just bought a pot load or I bought 30 uh, females, 30 bred heifers, and I want to start doing it uh, a little bit more precise with what we're talking about. And I want to establish a genetic profile on these 30 commercial heifers that I have. And let's just say I'm awful proud of them because we picked them out and they were, uh, you know, they were a top. So what would happen in this situation if I go ahead and uh, I establish a genetic profile on them and it turns out to be a Duke's mixture? Or am I diving way down the rabbit hole assuming that I'm going to get a profile back and it's going to be, I've got one of these and one of these and one of these and one of these and one of these. Am I assuming that that genetic profile is going to be way more detailed than I than I actually will have because I know that's one of the fears that some people have said is, gosh, am I going to have just such a Duke's mixture of cows where instead of, like you said, using two bulls to try to get a more uniform calf crop, now I got to use a whole pile of bulls to try to get these things more uniform. Yeah, and it, it won't be a whole pile. <laughs> it won't be a whole pile of bulls. But if you're only dealing with 30 females, it does become a situation where they're going to have to be sorted probably in two groups or less. And if it's not possible to sort them, uh, then, then we can still go out, again, build a composite, a uh, genomic composite of those females and say, in general, these females are strong here, weak here genomically, and uh, and then prescribe a bull from a sale by looking at the genotypes of all the bulls that are available and prescribe a list of 15 to 40 bulls that you need to consider uh, to try to best complement you know, those, that set of heifers that maybe aren't particularly similar. Uh, you still could, we still can do better on those, uh, you know, by, by doing that evaluation. And uh, so we, but we do need individual genotype information to do that. Um, you know, some people have, some people lean on, you know, scores and things like that. And, and really uh, the genomic scores are, are molecular, molecular breeding values, molecular EPDs. And, uh, in some cases, they don't they they don't make it as easy to move forward as you'd hope they did, because uh, that's what you wanted to do. Uh, in the case of this, we do the genotype, and then and then then come in with directions on how to take the most advantage and get the most uh, money, get the most profit that you can out of the investment that you made in genomics. So really, this is a situation where a person needs to, in my opinion, about what you're saying, sit down and have that conversation with your seed stock provider and really have them act as a as a consultant and and have them help you walk through these scenarios because it could be somebody like me and Marty, you know me very well to to know the reason I'm asking these questions is because I'm a numbers guy and I know you're in a way almost shaking your head and say, Tigger, just don't get so caught up too much in the numbers. We're really, it, it's a matter of 
visiting with the individual you get your seed stock and your genetics from and say, okay, here's what we have. Let's establish some sort of a baseline and move forward and don't get too caught up in or too detailed of how this thing may turn out. You know, we can, you can look at it you look at how you want to from a sophistication standpoint, but this is going to become this is going to become more sophisticated instead of less sophisticated. And so when your point about leaning on your seed stock provider is, is going to be important, they better understand, even if you don't want to or don't have to, they better understand uh, what's going on from a genomic standpoint um, moving into the future because the, the best seed stock providers are going to offer that information and hopefully the education that comes along with it so that you can get as much from it as you can. Again, our, the, the right mate programs and that and the, the we use take advantage of specific genomics uh, and large effect genes. They take advantage of uh, the genetic evaluation, EPDs that are available. Uh, they take advantage of the relationship um, inbreeding coefficients to try to minimize those things. And so, you know, the result of that is maximum progress and maximum uniformity, uh, which is uh, pretty unique among programs. And uh, I know, Marty, we've talked a lot about uh, the the partnership with Allied Genetic Resources and the number of different seed stock producers across the country that you work with. So has your team worked with the commercial producers as well and actually sat down and helped have these conversations to to help bridge those gaps with uh, some of the Allied partners? Yeah, no, we absolutely do. Again, we offer we offer these um, precision we offer precision mating tools to commercial herds in addition to seed stock herds. Again, they can look a little different depending on you know taking advantage of, of your uh, specific management uh, uh, capabilities or strengths, weaknesses, whatever that is. Um, you know, we we tie those things in, but we absolutely have those conversations with commercial herds. The um, you know the, one of the latest things that we do the bull prescription where they look at the genomics of the cow herd uh, and then we go into a you know a set of bulls that's for sale and we actually give you a list and say here's the these are at, these are the bulls that will complement your cow herd the best and uh, you can kind of the rest of the bulls for sale you can kind of move past uh, take a look at these you know pick the ones out of this list of bulls that complement your cows pick the ones you like big ones small ones fat ones, skinny ones, red ones, black ones, whatever it is that you like, but stick to this list because this you have the most success with this list. You know, we're looking at, at commercial products because we've been, you know, now we've made about 40,000 uh, precision matings on the seed stock side, and we need to use those same tools so that the customers can get just as much out of that technology as what their seed stock provider does to move the whole thing forward. You know, if you look around and try to find, trying to find something, try to find any anyone who tells you that if we've been talking about for 50 years we can create a more uniform calf crop more uniform calf crop less cost associated with it so the, the answers to that question are are usually well oh, yeah you can have more uniform calf crop by using our bulls and that's just not the case um, but this technology actually offers more uniformity to the entire beef business not only on not only on you and your specific herd, but in the product that you create for the rest for the rest of the beef industry, it's, that's pretty novel. And again, we, we talk about uniformity, but people aren't delivering necessarily delivering uniformity. Uh, straight breeding doesn't deliver uniformity. Hybrid crossbreeding delivers a little more uniformity, and then genetic compatibility 
uh, provides maximum uh, uniformity. And that's that's not only true of you know your marketings and your feeder calves and all, but you know if your if your cow herd is more uniform from a mature size, you know kind of uh, uh, maintenance standpoint, then they're easier to manage, um, and you can manage them and you know and, uh, and continue that on for for generations to come. A less cost uniformity really reduces cost, whether it's at calving time, uh, whether it's cow maintenance, uh, whether it's marketing creates profit. Uniformity reduces cost and creates profit. Very well said. A lot of information there, I know, but if your place is like mine, the bull sale catalogs are starting to show up in droves in the mail and we're seeing ads for upcoming sales. And I'm encouraging you to take the guesswork or some of the guesswork out of your breeding decisions. Like we say, Our job is to bring you the information each and every week to help you make the best decisions you can that fit your particular operation. That is the Ranch It Up way. Marty and his crew are always available to help and assist if they can. Reach out at any time to Allied Genetic Resources. Up next, Kirk with the numbers. A recap from last week. Not the best, to say the least, but a recap nonetheless. The Ranch It Up Radio Show will be back right after this. You're going through your calves, looking what worked and what didn't work. So as you're reviewing your program, you need to ask, is this a time to change? Is this a time to make additions or subtractions? Galvi and Balancer may just be the right fit for you. Galvi and Galvi-influenced females offer sustainability and maternal growth while the bulls can add those extra pounds at weaning. Find a breeder near you, galvi.org, or check out Galvi on Facebook. We keep bringing you more and more information about Pharmatan, and for very good reason, it just works. Now, with calves getting ready to head to the sale barn, producers are culling cows and getting ready for next year. So start feeding Pharmatan now to the cow herd and knock scours out for next year. And here's the best part. It's super easy to incorporate into your existing rations. It can be fed in tubs, a TMR, loose mineral, liquid portions, doesn't matter. They work with all major feed manufacturers. It's PharmatanUSA.com and follow along on Facebook. Don't let nutrition be the missing piece. Nutrition is a key piece to the puzzle of cattle production. As forage quality diminishes, your cowherd's nutritional needs do not decrease. Westway's liquid feed provides protein, energy, vitamins, and minerals, and helps to increase digestibility of forages. This supports fetal programming for the calf in utero and cow body condition scores. Both directly contribute to your herd's performance and profitability. So don't let nutrition be the missing piece. Head to westwayfeed.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It is that time in the program. We check in with Kirk Donsbach, StoneX Financial Incorporated, to find out what happened last week in our markets. We st- we uh, talk strategy, that is, a little bit. So, Kirk, what's going on numbers? Let's do it. It was, unfortunately, a bloody weekend in the cattle market this week, Tigger. As of Friday, November 24th, January feeders closed at 219.35. That's down $9.05 on the week with the CME feeder index, or the cash price, at 225.24, down $3.40 on the week. That left the basis at a negative $5.91.5 versus January futures. 
December live cattle closed the week at 170.42.5. That's down $5.17.5 on the week, with cash trading 177 in the north and the south. That left the five area weighted average for steers down 87 cents at 176.99, and the basis at a positive $6.74. The listeners will notice that the basis has is, is got pretty wide with futures in the oversold position. Weekly slaughter came in at 538,000. That's down 98,000 versus the week before, and 51,000 at below the same week last year. Choice boxes closed the week at 298.03. That's up $4.16 on the week. To wrap this up, December corn closed the week at 463 and three quarters. That's down six on the week, and it continues to trade sideways in a consolidation pattern with a slightly negative bias. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Crew, there was a lot to wrap your head around and digest in this episode. We completely get it. So if you have questions, you can always reach out to Beck and I. If you have comments, if you want to challenge anything, we welcome those debates as well. Reach out at any time. And before we say fare thee well, we have a big tip of the hat to those mail carriers out there, because as I said before, if your place is like mine, you are getting inundated with all of those sale catalogs. And that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thank you from our crew to yours, Marty Ropp with Allied Genetic Resources. Marty, I know we took a lot of your time, but I appreciate you taking us through these concepts step by step by step. And again, if you have... Any questions, reach out to the Allied crew at any time. You can go to alliedgeneticresources.com. Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. Thank you, sir. The boss lady, Rebecca Wander, a.k.a. Beck, who apparently has the week off this week. A big thank you to our partners, Stockman's Livestock Exchange, the American Gelby Association, Imogene Ingredients, and Pharmatan, Westway Feed Products, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Dakota Cowboy, Allied Genetic Resources and Allied Feeding Partners, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, Wrangler, and this fine radio station. Crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up show. We have updates there each and every week. In addition to our weekly recap, our Heard It Here weekly report that comes out each and every Friday, our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7 at 707-RANCH20. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs> <laughs>